Hi everyone, Dan Cassidy here. Welcome to Top of the Morning on the UBS Market Moves podcast channel. Today we will continue with our sector conversations and revisit real estate investment trusts, also known as REITs, as my guest will provide a performance update and provide a setup for the second half of 2022. So joining us here for the conversation this morning, glad to welcome back to the forum, John Wallishan. John is the real estate and lodging analyst for the Americas with the UBS Chief Investment Office. Uh, John, great to be back with you. Thank you for dropping by and looking forward to the conversation. My pleasure, Dan, and thanks for having me. Absolutely. So, John, I do understand that you currently maintain a neutral view on the U.S. REITs sector. So, as a starting point, John, can you walk our listeners through your thesis behind that view and maybe speak to the drivers behind year-to-date performance for the group? Yeah. Uh, so we came into the year, uh, you know, sort of uh, looking looking at REITs from uh, two different perspectives: fundamental versus valuation. Uh, and while valuation in and of itself is never a reason to buy or sell something, because we've certainly seen uh, that, you know, undervaluation, overvaluation can persist, uh, you know, REITs were coming off a banner year in 2021, and we were just concerned that valuations were certainly uh, extended, uh, despite what we thought was a, what what was and still is a pretty good fundamental outlook for a lot of different sector types. So that really kind of drove our neutral rating. Obviously, the world has uh, been flipped on its head with the, you know, the rapid rise in rates on the back of a number of things, including uh, the persistently high inflation. Uh, and so that has certainly cemented our view. And, you know, in a way, this reminds us a little bit of the 2013 playbook. Now, obviously, the inflation uh, the inflation picture is very different from 2013, but 2013 uh, was the famous taper tantrum under then uh, Fed Chair Bernanke, uh, and we literally saw this in late May of 2013. Uh, Chairman Bernanke mentioned the thinking of tapering the QE program, and I emphasize just thinking of tapering it. And the 10-year went uh, from 150 to 3 very, very quickly, 1.5% to 3%. And REITs rolled over and became a very, very challenging sector. And so, you know, again, notwithstanding the concerns about inflation, we think there's a lot, there's a lot of similarities here. Now, the other... The other thing we do need to add, just thinking about REITs, commercial real estate is a lagging economic indicator. And with concerns about a slowing economy and the potential for a recession, we think this is just you know added further fuel to the, the pressure on the REIT sector. John, maybe getting in the minds of these companies for a few moments. I know you recently attended the National Association of Real Estate Investment Trusts Conference, also known as NAREIT. Any takeaways in particular, John, that you can share with us and curious to hear about what sentiment consisted of along the lines of sector fundamentals, outlook, and the impacts of perhaps broader macro conditions here in the U.S.? Yeah, so last week was the mid-year NARI conference. They have two conferences a year, one in New York and then one in a West Coast location. Uh, so let, uh, um, so you know, last week we got a chance to uh, meet with about 18 companies and then have a lot of hallway conversations with other people. And no pun intended here, I would call this conference a tale of two cities. And that's fundamental property backdrop versus macroeconomic concerns. 
And almost to a company, we heard, uh, particularly in certain sectors, and, uh, and, we'll get, and we'll get to that later in our discussion, that the fundamental backdrop remains very, very good, both supply and demand. It is unarguable that the cost of capital has gone up, whether it's on the debt side or the equity side. Uh, clearly, uh, we're seeing you know, bidder pools for assets uh, shrink, and that's not necessarily a bad thing because some froth needed to come out of the market. Uh, the consistent message was that the highly levered buyer is dropping out. There's, there's, you know, again, we're getting, we're getting bidding activity from well capitalized, thoughtful buyers. But clearly, the other side of the, uh, the the tail, if you will, is just global macroeconomic concerns. I mean, everybody, and you know, how much of this is just reaction to headlines and that we all read in the newspaper or see on TV or in social media, you know, versus anything else? Because, as I said, commercial real estate is a laggy indicator, and that's sort of hard to decipher. But I think it was very, very clear, and we met with a lot of companies who are excellent capital allocators, and they just said in this uncertain environment, we're being more cautious here. Uh, and so I think those were, those were really the two kind of make key macro themes that we took out of the conference. Clearly, there were subsector specific themes and company specific themes, but that, it was an interesting contrast from our perspective. John, thank you for sharing some highlights, takeaways, and perspective from the industry conference. So we're in the month of June, so roughly at the mid-year mark of the year as we're looking ahead to the second half from your vantage point, John. What does the setup look like for the REIT sector? Yeah, well, I think the the, the two biggest risks are certainly uh, you know, continued increase in interest rates and uh, an economy that, uh, you know, if it were to tip into recession or significantly slow down, uh, you know, obvious, you know, God forbid, if there was a major negative geopolitical event or something that were to you know, shut the capital markets, which we're not calling for, you know, that that's more of a black swan type event. But I think those are the two biggest risks. But, you know, if the market is a forward discounting mechanism, obviously it's been a very, very tough year in Reitland. Uh, the overall sector is underperforming the S&P by a little over 350 basis points. Uh, so it could be argued that, you know, there has been a very, very uh, swift reaction in the, in the REIT sector. Uh, we have seen particularly in the last couple of weeks, some very, very negative activity. And we think we think a bunch of that has been related to uh, you know, hedge fund de-risking and what's called de-grossing, you know, taking their books, their gross exposure of long and short. We think that there's been a lot of risk management out there, particularly in the higher multiple sectors, which, you know, not, you know, not surprisingly have some of the best fundamentals. So, you know, valuations have gotten pretty attractive pretty quickly. Uh, so, uh, you know, we, we think, you know, again, barring uh, a major, you know, a major rolling over the economy as opposed to a slowing, which is still the UBS CIO base case, you know, we think the setup for the back half of the year is certainly more attractive than it was coming into the beginning of the year. So, John, with that outlook in mind, coupled with current broader market conditions, maybe we can close out, talk about allocation within the sector for a few moments. So, John, how should investors approach an allocation into the U.S. REITs group? Any subsectors in particular that you prefer at this time? 
Yeah, so I would start with, and, and this I think is really important, never chase yield for yield's sake. And I know REITs have historically been uh, an investor favorite for yield. And there are some very attractive yields out there, but we have always stressed quality, and that's quality of balance sheet, quality of management, quality of property type, um, and quality of dividend coverage. And so please never chase yield for yield's sake. Very, very important lesson. Uh, but but beyond that, you know, we, we've considered consistently recommended a barbell approach. And what we mean by that is that there there are sectors where the supply-demand fundamentals, whether that is in uh, the industrial or warehouse stocks, which have gotten really, really, in our view, unfairly tainted because of, you know, Amazon mentioned that they were going to be slowing their expansion. Uh, we just had a very, very large deal announced between two of the largest industrial REITs out there. Uh, so we think the fundamentals remain very, very good there. The, the residential rental sector, which is multifamily rental, single family rental and, and uh, manufactured housing, uh, those stocks, again, really good supply demand fundamentals. Uh, but, the, you know, the stocks, again, have, have just gotten absolutely clobbered. Self-storage is another one. The other two subsectors where uh, we're, we're, we're very constructive are actually, th- I should say three, are on the wireless towers and the data centers. Now, these, uh, you know, we, these are long-term secular you know, growth themes, uh, and they've certainly taken it on the chin uh, with rising rates. And the last one, which may be surprising to people, particularly with the retail sales numbers that came out today, is the shopping center business. Uh, now, we understand that, uh, you know, with elevated inflation, particularly in food and gas prices, there's going to be some slowing in consumer spending. But the the bullishness that not only came out of NAREIT, but the week before, uh, there was the annual uh, International Council of Shopping Centers Conference in Las Vegas. And the, the bullishness, not just amongst the REITs, but of the tenants in terms of store openings, in terms of leasing velocity, in terms of uh, new lease rates, uh, we think these stocks have been very, very unfairly punished. On the other end of the barbell, and I guess you could theoretically put retail on the more risky end of the barbell, are, are areas like office. And office is without a doubt the most challenging and questionable part of real estate, just because we don't, none of us know exactly what office demand will look like. Like in a post-pandemic reality, uh, but we think the stocks are just counting, really closing in on an Armageddon. Uh Armageddon-type scenario, which is not something we agree with. Now, we think it's important to be incredibly selective within within office. Uh, and then also within the senior housing stocks, again, these things have sold off very hard. And we think, you know, the, the long-term supply-demand fundamentals, particularly on the supply side, which has plagued that industry for a long time, look much more attractive. And we certainly do have, uh, you know, barring another outbreak in, in COVID, uh, some rapidly improving fundamentals on the demand side. So we do recommend a barbell approach. Uh, but that said, in this very tenuous environment, you know, I don't think anybody needs to go whole hog all at once. We can ease your way into things. We're buyers of these on weakness, not on strength. We don't need to chase them. So we think it, opportunities are presented, but, you know, clearly we would we'd be more cautious in our approach just because of the macroeconomic uncertainties and the potential for more de-risking both in the hedge fund space and the generals community as well. Well, John, greatly appreciate the insights into the U.S. REIT sector and what participants should be mindful of in the space as well, the guidance into asset allocation. So we'll look forward to picking back up with our conversation again at some point soon, though, John, thank you again for dropping by this morning. Appreciate it. My pleasure, Dan. Thank you for having me. Thank you, John. 
And again, today we've been joined by John Wallachin, Real Estate and Lodging Analyst Americas with the UBS Chief Investment Office. So as a reminder to our clients and their listeners, the UBS Chief Investment Office does author a variety of publications and blogs that touch on timely market developments, asset classes, and portfolio allocation. These resources can all be located on UBS.com forward slash CIO, including the most recent equity preference list update from John on the U.S. REIT sector, which was authored on May 28th. For clients of UBS, please be sure to contact your financial advisor if you would like to receive a copy of that publication directly. Top of the Morning is part of the UBS Market Moves podcast channel, which is available where podcasts are found, including on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher, and Pandora. Visit UBS.com forward slash studios to view the entire podcast offering, as well as the new UBS trending video series. From UBS Studios, I'm Dan Cassidy. Thank you for joining us. UBS Chief Investment Office's investment views are prepared and published by the Global Wealth Management Business of UBS AG or its affiliate, UBS. This material has no regard to the specific investment objectives, financial situation, or particular needs of any specific recipient and is published for informational purposes only. As a firm providing wealth management services to clients globally, UBS AG and its subsidiaries offer both investment advisory services and brokerage services. Investment advisory services and brokerage services are separate and distinct, differ in material ways, and are governed by different laws and separate arrangements. In the USA, UBS Financial Services, Inc. is a subsidiary of UBS AG and a member of FINRA SIPC. For information, please visit our website at UBS.com forward slash working with us. For a full legal disclaimer applicable to the independent investment views produced by UBS, please visit our website at ubs.com forward slash CIO disclaimer.